Thanks for tuning in to Blokes of Wrestling on the Let's Get Ready Network, brother. On this network, we talk about all the things you love, like movies, TV, sports, professional wrestling, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR Network. And please, leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. Brother, brother. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Saturday. You know what that means. We are here live uh, on another episode of the Dropkicks, uh, at least for now. Soda, how you doing today, man? Doing pretty good. Had to work this morning, so that sucked. But uh, no, overall, I'm, I'm doing all right. Saw Jurassic World Dominion last night. I had so much fun watching that movie. Okay. Uh, i got to be honest with you. It clearly knows what it is at this point, and it just leaned right into it. I got to be honest with you; I have zero interest in seeing that movie. Which is um, which is fair. Me. Yeah, which is me. fair. I get it because I mean I do understand like the last two were very divisive. Um, but this yeah, one is. Just I didn't curious. even see the last one. I saw Jurassic World, and I was, I was like, "All right, I think that's it for me." Yeah, this um, this one is, is kind of it, it's leaning into that like '90s disaster movie. That's kind of what it reminded me of, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm here for it." <laughs> Yeah, yeah, um, but um, yeah, man, we uh, we had another uh, eventful week in in pro wrestling as we mm-hmm. always do here today on the show, and um, there was some some good news, some bad news, some interesting news all throughout the week. Um, but you know, I think I think um, we should we should I guess start with the the big thing that happened on Sunday because of course all this stuff came out. Uh, well, after we went off the air, because oh, that's, that's what happened. So, in, in about uh, probably three hours from now, there'll be some massive breaking news story in, in pro wrestling um, that we, we won't be able to cover because it'll be you know, a week from now. Uh, that we'll, we'll man, it's all elite. <laughs> yes, exactly. But um, let's talk about this here. Cody Rhodes, this the maniac that he is, uh, working out, tears his pack. Uh, goes out there, still wrestles the match against Seth Rollins inside Hell in a Cell. They had a, a pretty damn good match, I gotta say, mm-hmm. under the circumstances. Oh, yeah. Uh, I thought it was good. I actually went and I watched a couple of these matches. I watched the first match, the women's triple threat, which I thought was <clears throat> just a phenomenal match. Agreed. Yeah, because I and, messaged uh, you, like, check this one out as well, dude. Yeah, like, so I, I took your advice and I went and I watched it, and I hadn't watched an Oscar match in like forever, probably like over two years or something. Oh wow! And uh, I feel like maybe that Money in the Bank that she won was the last time I watched an Oscar match. That's how oh, long it's damn. been. Yeah, that's... yeah, the one that was on the roof that was like 2020, I think. Yeah, the so, one... right oh, during shit. the pandemic. pandemic. Yeah, so um, I hadn't watched an Oscar match in a while, and I, I, she is just so awesome like i every yeah. time i see her wrestle it's like, man you forget like how fucking great oscar is so 100%. there that was match, that that match was great it was just that's all i can say about it it was just yeah. great go out your way and watch becky, it becky lynch has always proven herself at this point years yeah. just uh, being amazing uh and bianca belair really like uh, the the biggest star in the women's division it feels like in a while in wwe somebody yeah. that actually did a good job with which is unusual Basically, um, the biggest, the biggest stars since Becky. Yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I just absolutely love uh, what they're doing with Bianca Belair. Mm-hmm. And I think she's a phenomenal worker and somebody that, like, I wasn't really keen on when she first showed up in NXT, like, forever ago. Uh, I wasn't really super sold on her until she really got to the main roster. And I think that's where they give her a chance Senior. to shine. And, you know, everybody was complaining, myself included, about the the whole deal where she, she got squashed by Becky and all that stuff. But they actually paid it off with yeah. long-term booking, which they don't normally do again. But, um, yeah, I, I just uh, I can't put over Bianca Belair enough. Mm-hmm. I think she's absolutely Yeah, I'm great. in the same boat as you because back when she was on NXT, it was back in the days when it was an internet-only show, so I didn't really watch it. Obviously, yeah, I knew who she was. And I'm like, I, I really don't get it. But, yeah, I'm with you. It wasn't yeah. just on the main roster. It was like, oh, I get it. And so I went back and I watched a couple yeah. of matches. Like, okay, yeah, I get it. And then after, right around the best, um, the second Royal Rumble, the one she won, that's when I finally got on her, on the Bianca Belair train. Yeah, yeah. That was that was the big moment, I think, for me as well. Yeah. Uh, that, as well as her big WrestleMania moment uh, against Sasha Banks. Yeah. And then, and then followed up with that this year as well, beating uh, Becky Lynch. Yeah. And her continuing to really just be a sh- the, the biggest star, really, as I said, like of the women's mm-hmm. division. But she deserves um, it. Yeah, I watched so I so I watched that match, and then I I didn't watch anything else except for the main event, uh, which I actually had a, a lot of fun watching. I mean, it was mm-hmm. it part of it was fun to watch, and part of it was just you were just like in pain almost yourself watching yeah. what Cody was putting his body through here. I, I, I've back. shown. I've shown a bunch of people the moment when he takes off his jacket. Everyone's just getting like this panic look on their face, like, oh my yeah. God. Like, yeah. And then you went 25 minutes in that cage with that. Yeah. So, man, uh, just craziness there. I, I think the idea was that he kind of uh, he tore the, the muscle completely off the bone, which is just brutal. And you can't really do that much more Whoa. damage to it. I mean, you got a lot of people on the internet that are pretending that they're doctors and they're like, nah, he shouldn't have been out there and all this stuff. But like, it was his call and the doctors cleared yeah. him. So basically, uh, yeah, you can argue whether or not he should have been out there, but you're right. It was his call. They left it up to him and it was simply, yeah, of course I'm going to go through with it. Yeah. So I, you know, I, in, in that regard, I mean, you have to kind of respect the guy because he, yeah. that, you, he loved the business that much that he's willing to put himself through this. And it sounds like, you know, after the fact now that the surgery went well mm-hmm. and that he's, you know, WWE, and we'll talk about this too, he claims that they're, that he's out for up to nine months, which everybody, including Sean Ross staff here on Twitter saying commentary claiming that Cody Rhodes could be gone nine months, but he would be surprised if that was the case. So I think that they're Rumble. probably staying nine months, but he'll probably be back at like the Rumble. That's like, I think a lot of people are kind of speculating at. The, the time frame for these kinds of things usually would put him right around returning for the Rumble. And if that's the case, have him win the Rumble, man, because, like, Who's you know, yeah, just, just to, to sort of finish, to get my longer point here, I feel like, you know, I don't, I still don't really have much faith in WWE. However, they did put on a great show with WrestleMania, and they've been doing Cody right. So I feel like if Cody... Wins the Rumble. I mean, the whole big idea is to have The Rock against Roman Reigns at WrestleMania this year. However, you have two nights of WrestleMania. So yeah, why yeah. not have Roman and Rock night one, and then the winner of that faces Cody, the winner of the who would theoretically win the Rumble on night two, and then Cody's the one to finally beat Roman Reigns. That's what I would do if I was Vince McMahon. But, again, I don't have much faith in the company. However, 
the way that they've been booking Cody, and now with this injury and everything, it almost kind of feels like that they kind of have to do that. Very serendipitous, don't you think? Yeah. 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 I'm watching this match, and I'm I was with everybody when he pulled up his jacket. I, I just felt silent because that that's worse than the one I saw Triple H with a couple years ago. Like, God. But as I'm watching this, and they're doing having such a barn burger of a match, I'm watching. I'm like, this is his Jordan flu game. This like all all the great 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 wrestlers have one of these matches. Austin's got the match against Owen Hart from SummerSlam '97. Foley. Foley with Hell in a Cell. Shawn Michaels, WrestleMania 14. Triple H, the first time he tore his quad because he kept going. <laughs> Cody Rhodes with a torn pack. This is going to be one of those moments that's going to be up there where it's going to be the thing that he's synonymous with the most outside of AEW. Yeah, yeah, I agree. This is like a big career-defining moment for Cody, I, I think a lot of people are saying. And one of those that's going to kind of live in infamy. I think this is going to be a, on a lot of people's match of the year list. I think Myself included, I'd probably, I mean, there have been so many fucking amazing mm-hmm. matches this year already, but I feel like it's probably cracked my top ten. Not so much, I mean, because the match itself was really, really good, but yeah. it wasn't like this, you know, spectacle like you see a Young Bucks match or anything. And kind they of were stuff. able to weed Cody's injury into it. Yeah, they, they were using Cody's injury. He was selling it. Uh, they didn't need to have him go to the top of the cage and do some crazy dive. We already saw him do that in AEW. So I am... Um, just blown away by by what Cody was able to do here, and mm. I think that this should earn him the the top guy spot. Uh, yeah. By the time we get to WrestleMania, and again, I think he's got to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns at this point. I mean, at the very all, least, like, at the very least, I he's won the respect of a lot of fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we'll see if that's the plan. If that's where they go, I mean, knowing Vince McMahon, he could have that be the plan, and then the day of WrestleMania, mm-hmm. he changes his mind. He goes, no, 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 Roman's going to win, and then Cody will win at SummerSlam. Yeah, something, something else but, will come across, come along, kid, as a Yeah, and stuff like that. yeah. Um, who knows? Who knows? I haven't really thought about my overall match of the year list, but I can tell you at this point, it's my WWE match of the year. Yeah, that's that's fair. Yeah. Uh, I, it's tough to say because I really, really liked. Um, Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Kevin Owens. Right. Yeah. It's tough to argue against that one. Uh, I think. Yeah. If if oh crap, there were just so many good ones. Like their first match was great, Cody and Seth for Mania. But yeah, if I'm being honest, in the selling some match, Becky and Bianca. Becky Becky and Bianca at Mania. That's that's probably my women's match of the year so far. Oh yeah, that's a good match. Yeah. 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 Yeah, No. uh, Um, Good luck in your recovery, Cody, because you're gonna need it. Yeah, absolutely. Especially if they're teasing that he's going to be at Money in the Bank, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, um, hey, look, we uh, we just mentioned a little bit about the women's wrestling, so I think we should move on to some potentially more, I don't know if we would call it happier news, but uh, I- interesting news mm-hmm. for sure. And that was the announcement of Paige, uh, who is now obviously going to go back to using the name Soraya. So get used to saying that one. So Soraya. He even commented on that. He's like, I'm just going to be so hard to to let go of the name Paige. (laughs) Yeah, so I will uh, pull up the full statement here from Paige that she posted on her social media. Uh, That um, being, I'm just going to make sure I got the, the, I I think it's still at real Paige WWE. I'm sure that'll probably change. Yeah. But as of now, her her Twitter handle is at real Paige WWE if you want to go follow her over there. Um, and so her statement here 
basically saying July 7th is the quote, full quote here. July 7th will be the last day with WWE. I'm so thankful and I appreciate the opportunities that the company's given me. I will always be appreciative of the company that took me in as an 18 year old British pale emo girl that didn't look like your average diva. Giving me the chance of a lifetime and making me feel like a superstar. I know after, after my neck injury, taking me out of in-ring status, it was pretty hard to keep me around as far as long as you did. And for that, I'm thankful, too. Thank you to WWE Universe. You guys are the most passionate group of fans I've ever seen. Hope you continue to stay on this journey with me. I think the toughest part, weirdly enough, this is what you were just mentioning, so I hear this quote. I think the toughest part, weirdly enough, is having to let the page name go. But Soraya is a hell of a name. Kudos to my mom for that one. Uh, and then this, I think, is the most interesting part that a lot of people are pointing out. Uh, the quote being, FYI, I'm not saying I will never be in the ring. That day will most certainly come again, wherever the return may be. Thank you, WWE, Soraya. So, and then a little heart emoji, of course. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this is, uh, this is definitely big, big news. I think this is one of the bigger news stories, if not the biggest news story of the week. Uh, her contract, I think, you know, pro she's probably just going to let it expire. I feel like, yeah. as, as she mentioned, like, she's surprised they kept her around as long as they did. It's I'm true because surprised that we had. Because of the amount of people that they released the last couple of years, that's she's the name that surprisingly was not on there. Was not on there. I think a lot of people kept expecting her to be on one of those mass release yeah. uh, lists. But um, at this point, I think it's smart of her to let the contract expire. And, yeah, man, uh, this is, you know, as, as we – as she sort of alluded to there, um, they brought her in at a very, very young age. They were scouting talent in the UK. Yeah. Uh, she was only 18 when she came in for training, which I think I think that's probably the, the legal age that you have to be I to enter so, yeah. WWE's training system from what from what you hear. Um, and, and it's very rare to get in that early. Like, they make exceptions for somebody like uh, Simone Johnson, uh, mm -hmm. Dwayne's daughter, who is, is currently in NXT. Um, but yeah, man, like, uh, Soraya, AKA page having a huge history with, with the company, basically be, as we said, being there since a, since a child, there's a movie sort of grew up with the company. There's a great movie about it. Fighting with my family, fighting with my family. It's a, it's I a must watch. It. It's a, an amazing movie. A must watch. If you're a, uh, a wrestling fan or just a movie fan, it's a yeah. really, really brilliant movie on its own. And you of course, just destroys it, yeah, as she always does. First the movie was that, and I've been a fan of her since, because she channeled, yeah. channeled Paige. She she nailed, nailed it. Can you believe yeah. it's been eight years since she beat AJ Lee for the title? I was That's reading her quote. I was like, God damn, it was almost 10 years ago. It doesn't feel like it. So Paige debuted on the main roster as NXT champion and won the Divas title at 22, 21. Yeah. 21 years old. I mean, that's just insane. Like, uh, uh, really a prodigy. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, and, and somebody is just crazy that she came from the background, that she did such a, like, a grunge kind of style yeah. background, and, and that she's been able to have the success that she has had. And I think the big question now, as sort of she teased there at the end of that statement, is uh, she obviously I don't think had any plans to get back in the ring with WWE. Neck injury is a, is a, bit, a big well, deal. I but was seen. We've seen AJ Styles, or sorry, we've seen Edge, and we've seen Brian Danielson, and we've seen Christian, and all, or not Christian, but like, uh, you know, all these guys come back from these yeah. career-ending injuries. So why not Paige? And I feel like with the advances in modern medicine like that, we just saw Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestle for right. Christ's sake. So yeah, I, 
I'm going to make a big prediction here, and then I'll let you have, say what you want, Soda, about this. But I believe that we will eventually, by the end of the year, see that graphic. Soraya is all elite, and I think that she will debut and make a huge mark for the AEW. Mm-hmm. No pun intended. A, a huge impact mark for the uh, the um, uh, the women's division in AEW. That's all, all all too often, unfortunately, unfairly criticized by old men critics on the internet. Uh, who like to just go out of their way? It seems like to bury these women's and my uncle. So I feel like yeah, a lot of people. So I feel like Soraya could be a big deal. I mean, we just saw Athena uh, and Tony Storm. Some of these bigger star, bigger former NXT stars be brought in. So I feel like that's what we're going to see by the end of the year. I think we're going to see Paige not only wrestle, but she'll be wrestling for all elite wrestling. I'm with you. I do think by this point next year she will be all elite. However, I do not think her first match back with will be with AEW. I because it's been a long time she's been on the ring. I wouldn't be surprised if she her, I knowing how from what I know of her, I wouldn't be surprised if the first match back is back home in England. I wouldn't be surprised at either. Uh somewhere like the Indies, like maybe for her dad's promotion. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> or uh defi- I've heard some people, Defy the former what culture Defy, Yep. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I've heard some people speculate on that, and I, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Yeah. I I do think that that's very very likely. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these guys after they leave WWE, they'll wrestle on the indies before they sign with. Like, yeah, and she needs she needs to get the She needs to get the She does, and I think at that point, I, I feel like Tony Khan would be a fool, a fool to not at least extend conversations, and he probably is already. I mean, sure. knowing them, I'm like. And who knows? Maybe there's a, a deal already in place because, like she mentioned, oh, I, the plan is to wrestle, and it might mm-hmm. be somewhere. Well, we don't know where. Like she very well could, but like maybe the deal is okay. You can go back to your, to England first and get your reps in, and yeah. then we'll bring you back for some. We'll bring you for it'll debut for some big show like an All Out or or yeah, or full gear show or something. Yeah, yeah, full gear. So do you yeah, think that? Do you think that her injury played into that decision to just let the contract expire? Do you think WWE was like, oh, yeah. we're gonna, we need to wait a little bit with you? I think so. Okay. I think that that's a good analysis of it. Yeah, because she, she's been itching. You can tell just by what little post she does nowadays that you can tell she's itching to get back in the ring. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It'll be interesting to see her uh, her inevitable uh, Talk is Jericho episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or uh, or R- Renee Paquette's uh, show as well. So yeah, that would probably Renee be more Jericho. likely. <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. I, I would, I would probably, she'll probably do that one first and yeah. then Jericho. Speaking but, of uh, podcasts, it's only two episodes deep. Check out Foley's pod, man. I'm in this, I'm on the second episode. Nice. Okay, Foley I will. Is perfect for podcasting because the first episode is his No Way Out 2000 Kate Helen Cell match. Definitely worth listening awesome, to. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I will definitely go check out Mick Foley's podcast. Foley uh, there was pod. a recent. What is it? Foley is pod. <laughs> Foley is pod. Yes. Thank you. Foley is pod, everybody. Yeah. Um, a, a recent Mick Foley thing that I saw that I, I absolutely loved was him on the uh, on Thunder Rosa's uh, taco vlog that she oh, does. Really? She inter- interviews, um, you know, all sorts of people in the wrestling mm-hmm. industry. Uh, and they go out to eat and they have tacos. It's almost like a comedians in cars getting yep, coffee yep. style show, yep. uh, but with tacos and Thunder Rosa. Yeah, and it's just a, an absolute joy to watch. There's a that it was such an in depth interview that they did two parts. It's like a like an hour and a half long. It's like two forty five minute parts of the Mick Foley on on, on uh, Thunder Rosa's taco vlog. It's a, definitely a must see if you're a wrestling fan. The only one I I saw fan. was from WrestleMania this year. The one with Simon Miller because I'm a huge Simon Miller fan. I yeah. love it. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love the guy. Um, but uh, yeah, let's move on here and talk about uh, this little, another very interesting piece of news, I would say. Um, a, f- a couple months ago, Juice Robinson was on with uh, our boy uh, Mike Sempervivi and uh, Brian Alvarez on uh, Wrestling Observer uh, Live. And he sounded uh, very kind of depressed and like uh, kind of out to lunch a bit and basically claimed that he was retiring from pro wrestling. And uh, it, it turned out to be a big work. He was working everybody and, and shortly returned thereafter. Uh, it definitely reminded me of what it was like almost kind of like the Joaquin Phoenix uh, Letterman thing that he did. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very weird, like what in the hell is going on with this guy kind of thing. But uh, uh, doesn't wait that long. A few weeks later, shows up at the New Japan show and uh, as the new member of Bullet Club and proceeds quickly to win the IWGP US heavyweight title. And uh, seemingly set up for kind of a bit of a run, potentially, as the big heel uh, on the U.S. side of things. But um, recently had a little bit of a bout with appendicitis and had to go into for surgery for that. And uh, posted this kind of uh, interesting video where he's like, I am not showing up at Dominion because there's a, a triple threat match scheduled for the title between okay. him, Will Ospreay, and Sonata. And he's basically saying, I just got out of the hospital having surgery, I am not going to be wrestling at Dominion. And that was kind of, it seemed like a very in-character promo, like, okay, he's just doing that heel yeah. thing of, uh, you know, he's 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 not going to show up, and then he'll show up the last minute kind of thing. Well, uh, New Japan coming out and posting a statement here. Uh, I believe this was uh, yesterday, the day before. Uh, here, uh, let's see, Wrestling Observer will tell us. Yeah, this was this was yesterday. Uh, stripping. Juice Robinson of the U- of the New Japan, uh, the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship. The statement here reads, on Friday, June 9th, New Japan Pro Wrestling was in receipt of the video from Juice Robinson, which he stated he would not be present for his, uh, the title match, three-way match at Dominion. In fact, Robinson had initially agreed to the championship match Sunday in Osaka, Joe Hall, having now, uh, what is that word? Uh, reneg- renegade? Having now, uh, Reneged his uh, on this agreement and refusing to attend in Osaka. NJPW is hereby stripping Robinson of his championship status and demanding the return of the championship belt currently in his possession. They demand the return, Soda. As a result of his championship vacancy, the previously scheduled IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship freeway is now a singles match that will determine a new champion. The card is as follows. The match will be a three-way, or that was a three-way between Juice, Sonata, and Osprey will now just be a singles match between Sonata and Osprey for the quote-unquote vacant IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship. And then I, this is the part that makes me laugh. New Japan Pro Wrestling apologizes to fans who are looking forward to see Juice wrestle as well as for the confusion and inconvenience caused. So very odd, yet again, behavior from Juice Robinson here and from New Japan Wrestling. But this just totally smells of a work to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I knew nothing. I just knew he was stripped of it. But hearing the contacts, I'm like, yeah, it's a work. It's Shawn Michaels in 1994. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, it it is. It is. And I think this is this is potentially going to maybe even play into Forbidden Door because I think there's mm-hmm. going to be a lot of Bullet Club presence there. We have this match coming up at Dominion. We just saw Will Ospreay. Uh, maybe we'll get Will Ospreay in some form or another at Forbidden Door. Maybe Juice Robinson shows up and, and, and says, hey, 
that's you know you're not the real champion i'm the real champion maybe we get osprey and juice at some point down the line that would be cool but one of those usual things of like there's two belts and they mm-hmm. got to de- determine who the real champion is um it's- even though technically juice will have been stripped of the title and osprey will be the true U.S. champion, well, whoever is yeah. not. I feel like it's got to be Osprey. But so was again. So was Shawn Michaels in 1994, and that ended up with a ladder match for which people forget for both belts was for both belts. Yeah, and it's interesting as well because Osprey. I mean, this uh, it will be interesting to see the, well, how the refereeing and shit plays in too because he's been uh, notoriously screwed over recently by oh. New Japan officials in some of his matches. Uh, the most recent one being in that four way with Juice Moxley and Tanahashi where he got pinned by Juice, but his foot was clearly under the rope, and the ref still counted the three anyway. There's been a couple finishes like mm. that. So there's been some screwing over of Osprey as well, so we'll see how that factors in. But, so, um, yeah, this as definitely someone watches like New Japan more than I do, this was my first time exposed to his stable, which, by the way, kudos. I'm really curious about them. Are they faces? If he's getting screwed over all the time, is he a face, like... Or is he the, the top heels? No. no, it's weird. It's it, it. He is supposed his stable is supposed to be one of the top heel stables in New Japan, but the way they've been booking it has been a bit odd. They are constantly losing their matches. Hmm. Osprey's continuously getting screwed over by the refs. Uh, it's it's weird. And then and then they c- come to the states, and there's one week where like Great Khan and all those guys are in New Japan strong, and they're getting s- just so much heat. So much heat from the crowd. I think a lot of that had to do with TJP. Like, oh, TJP yeah. is such a fucking dick. Like, just uh, his character. Well, even um, when he was in WWE, there was something about him. was like, I hate this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you just want to push him in the face. But, yeah, um, yeah so I, I don't know. It's weird the way that they're booking it, but I'm pretty sure that the the way that they were established, they're supposed to be this, like, mega heel stable. That's kind of like, okay. they even mentioned on commentary, I think, on Rampage, and they're like, all these guys are, like, starting to overtake Bullet Club for being the dominant, like, faction in New Japan. It's like, they haven't really been booked that way, unfortunately. I mean, I think Osprey had a little bit of a run with the, with the title, but then he got injured. And mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It just seems like the the booking is a little weird on it. But that's just a, my kind of a long-winded answer uh, analysis on to, to the question. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But, um, hey, we're, we're gearing up to Forbidden Door. And mm-hmm. uh, we had, uh, we're starting to build to that. I know that there's... There's been some issues with that people have had with AEW recently, but I definitely want to talk about it. Um, there's there's definitely some stuff that I have I'm a little questioning, but there's other stuff that I really really have enjoyed as well. Uh, I think that the build to Forbidden Door people have kind of expected a lot out of, mm-hmm. and maybe it hasn't delivered in that sense. But I think you know the the, the big thing to establish here in this discussion is that they've been throwing a massive curveball with their big guy, their top star, CM Punk, going out to injury for however many months. Mm-hmm. And uh, another, same as Cody, another successful surgery uh, yes. reported for that. So that's great to see. Yeah. And I hope Punk is back at least in which, time for All Out. Which he be- needed because they said if he didn't do surgery, his foot would never heal right. So it's a good thing he said, yeah, I'll, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah. But I think, unfortunately, this whole Forbidden Door thing was booking, you know, around Punk as champion in Chicago, and they've sort of had to really reshuffle everything and change all their plans because of it. And, you know, I think people are being a little unfairly critical of them and Mm. just being like, you know, this fucking sucks and this is awful and this is a mess, when really Tony Khan has had to scramble 
to try to figure out what the hell to do. And if I'm being honest, like, I, I think they might be doing the best they can because yeah. it's just, you know, we'll, we'll talk about this weird extra title that they've added here in a little bit. But I think in terms of, like, the actual, like, the big matches, the big stuff that's happening for Bindor, there's yeah. really not a lot more that they could be doing right now because it's just, it's real. they're in a really, really tough situation. So I think people, these, again, some of these old men uh, critics, but, uh, you know, I, I'm just kind of joshing, but you know what I mean. Uh, they're, 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 yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, even like even like Brian Alvarez, you know, has yeah. been rah, 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 about AEW recently and it's like, dude, like just time out, calm down for a minute. They're they're scrambling. They're in a really, really rough situation right now. Uh, especially the last week. So mm. that's just what's gonna happen. And uh, you know, I, I again I'm like take a breath, you know, it's it's not ideal. But I'm going to enjoy the things that I'm going to enjoy, you know, in the meantime. Yeah. And I think Forbidden Door still has the potential to be a pretty fun show. So. Right, because CM Punk was only option A. There's so many things we can get. Like, we still don't know. Who, well, we probably do. But I mean, we still technically don't know who's going to be on the other end of the bracket. Yeah, Moxley Tanahashi. Yeah, Pro- yeah more than likely. Um, <laughs> I still, I wouldn't be, uh, CM Punk's going to make an appearance at Forbidden Door. He's going to be there. Yeah, I think he's going to be not on TV for a little bit. And I don't know. We'll see if that hurts the ratings. That could hurt the ratings. So that's another thing. We're going to be like, oh, they only got 800-something thousand this week, and there was no NBA, and there was no NHL, and all this stuff. It's like, again, calm down. It's not the end of the world. They don't have their biggest guy, their biggest ratings draw on TV. They don't have their second biggest guy slash ratings draw either with MJF. So the ratings might take a hit. That's just the inevitable uh, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah, is it what I wanted? Of course not. But I mean, that's the beauty of these things. I don't care if it's not what I wanted. I'm here for the ride, man. And you know what? Yeah. I'm looking. I, again, I'm not a huge fan guy, so I'm looking forward to this because I'm finally get to see what everyone's been talking about against guys that I know. And I finally get to see Will Osprey wrestle and Tanahashi and Okada and stuff like that. So I'm really yeah. looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely, and um, I'm glad to hear it because, like, I hope at least some fans can have that perspective on it. And I'm like, sure they will. Oh, like, that's what yeah. I know about wrestling fans. They bitch around. Oh my god, about everything. Yeah. Wait. The day people, of. Some, wait, people. Some people on the internet got mad about something in wrestling today. Mm. Soda. What? Yeah. Yeah. Get Jeez. mad, and then the day of. Oh, they're in love, and then they say. <laughs> yeah, this, uh, Brian Danielson once said, "Fickle." You're all pickle. Which, did you see what uh, came out about Eddie, from Eddie Kingston in an interview? He's just like, I respect Daniel Bryan. Like, I do think he's one of the goats, but he's a judgmental prick. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, great. No, That's classic no. Eddie Kingston. And, you know what? And Mike's probably not wrong. I mean, Brian Danielson, like, if, you, if you're going to be one of the greatest of all time, like, you, I think you got to have a little bit of an ego. Yeah. You got that, what it takes to get there. Uh, yep. you know, you get to push, push yourself and you got to push other people as well. Especially for when guys like that were starting out of the business, because that's how it always was. You had to have the chip in your shoulder. You had to have that ego to get ahead in the business. Not so much anymore, but at that time when, cause he's been around since what, the early two thousands, maybe late nineties. Yeah. 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 Um, but anyway, yeah, let's jump in and talk about these shows, man. Um, we had the, uh, of course plans getting reshuffled around. 
We have the winner of the Casino Battle Royale, which they could have announced late. Oh, by the way, it's a Battle Royale, but it's also the Casino Battle Royale, so it's got all these weird rules. We but, have it at the, but you know what? I like, I, nothing. I like this concept because it's different. I like it, too. I like it, too. Again, something that everybody's going to yell and scream about on the internet and complain about, but yeah. I don't mind it. I think it's kind of a fun way to do a Battle Royale. So. And plus, um, guaranteed, you are guaranteed at least one surprise entrance. You are, um, although we didn't really get one here in this this yeah, match. I was kind of thinking we got we got Andrade as the Joker. I kind of thought it might it might have been Roosh because like we, we just ha- got him set up uh, on the pay per view. We haven't really seen him since that, so I guess Andrade, all right, sure. But um, and he lasted a while too. Like Andrade was in there in the like the, the final four, but yeah, um, the kind of surprised me was was the final two coming down to Kyle O'Reilly and Wheeler Yuta. And um, at that point, you kind of figured, of course, Kyle O'Reilly's going to win this because we've already seen Wheeler, Utah, and Moxley, and they had that insane match that I got to see live in Boston. It was just mm. insane. And I wouldn't have minded that way, too, if I'm being honest. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sure, but I also think it's not may- maybe necessarily time, and it would be it's a no. little too soon. It would be they would have a lot to live up to. So yeah. Kyle O'Reilly and Moxley uh, making sense here for this main event match, and. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that's a good ticket. We could even talk about the main event, too, in that sort of order because they tie together. But uh, Moxley and Kyle O'Reilly, who, which I thought was an awesome, awesome match. Agreed. Great main uh, event. Just a phenomenal main event. These two guys just grappling and having beaten the ever-living shit out of each other. I uh, absolutely loved it. And ends with uh, Moxley, of course, hitting the, the what a lot of fans refer to as the Death Rider, uh, the elevated paradigm shift onto... Yeah. Kyle O'Reilly for the win, and then we figured this would be the case, and it's probably going to be Moxley and Tanahashi at um, at Forbidden Door because if we're not going to have Tanahashi, that's a good consolation prize. It's a match that's been teased forever. Why not do it here? Uh, Moxley's a big enough star. Uh, I think it's going to be great. Again, it's not quite the big money match of Moxley and uh, – or sorry, of Tanahashi and Punk, yeah. but I think it's still going to be a really, really awesome match. But – on the flip side, you could you I, I could actually see this Tanahashi winning the interim title and then facing CM Punk at the big big show at all out. Yes, all I've out. heard this theory as well. And how cool would it be to have Tanahashi as interim AEW champion in the mm-hmm. G1, like wrestling all these matches? So, yeah. um, I, I am kind of hoping for that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they lean towards giving it to one of their own guys in Moxley and Moxley's like a He's proven himself as champion before. He carried the company during the pandemic. He's in a better place now to do it. Um, he is. He's healthier. Uh, the sober. The fans are around for it. because uh, fans are he, unified. He won, under, he won the title during the pandemic, correct? Yep. You would probably have your um, your AEW interim champion in Blood and Guts being represented mm-hmm. in the main event there because he'll be in that uh, that match yeah. as well. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if that's where they're leading. However, I, I'm very intrigued by the idea of Tanahashi potentially being okay. the champion because I think it's inevitable that we will get CM Punk versus Hiroshi Tanahashi, and that would be sort of guaranteed, I think, at least for if he's, in, he's back in time for All Out in Chicago. Boom, there's your match that we're supposed to, we're supposed to have here. Still in Chicago, still having Punk win in his hometown, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Definitely. But um, let's sort of uh, move on and talk about some of the other stuff that happened on the show. Another 
just awesome match between uh, Pac and Buddy Matthews. Uh, two real uh, the former top guys of the 205 Live. Uh, I was, I remember that I was show. thinking about that during the match. Like, could you imagine they never let go? They never crossed paths in, on 205 Live. They were champ, champions at separate times. Mm-hmm. It was always one of those matches where you're like, oh, man, both these guys, both such great cruiserweight champions, be awesome to see them wrestle each other. And I thought that they had a just a great, great match here yeah. on this show. Similar styles, hard-hitting, high-flying. Um, yeah, no, this was this was everything you wanted to be. And then to hear that it was the first match in the – Tournament for the All Atlantic Championship over. I'm like, well, what a way oh, to start. Oh goodness. Okay. Yes. Okay. Fun- Let's talk about it. Okay. So here's, I, I saw that. I'm like, interesting. And then I saw the bracket. I'm like, I think I know where they're going with this. I okay. think this is going to be a title that might actually be, um, while we have AEW on it, I think it also, could also be potentially um, defended in New Japan to further the. Oh, interesting. Think about it. Look at everybody that's on the bracket. Canada, Ireland, um, uh, Japan, Australia. It could be one of those international titles. Because going back in wrestling history, the WWF actually had a title like that. The junior heavyweight title. It was defended in Japan. And that's where wrestlers like the Dynamite Kid had it and Tiger Mask and stuff like that. So I I could see this title becoming like that. Where not only will it be defended in AEW, but we could see it at, say, um, what's uh, what's their big pay-per-view? Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom. The New Japan Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. That'd be a, it'd be a way to keep the relationship there. And you could see AEW guys at Wrestle Kingdom, or you could see New Japan wrestlers that come and challenge for at All Out, double or nothing. So I think that's kind of where they're going with this. I love how you're finding the positives in this, in this situation, uh, Soda, because I really, really like that idea. Mm. And I think that you, you definitely. Uh, on to something there. But all I've heard since they announced this was people bitching about it and how the AW has too many titles already. We want the trios titles first. We don't need any other belts. Yeah. Uh, it just sort of kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, a lot of complaints about the name. All Atlantic sounds very weird. Why don't you call it, just call it the international title or something like that? Yeah. Um, so, a, you know, a lot, a lot of people bitching about this including i'm sure some of us here in the chat uh but my my joke on it was uh, the trans-pacific partnership title that's what i was calling it <laughs> but that was hilarious um but i will say let's try to find the positive here because another positive that i will have about this is the fact that we've had Pac qualify we'll probably have miro destroying yeah. ethan page on next week's dynamite to qualify I believe that Alistair, or, um, Malachi Black will probably beat Penta. So yep. You're going to have at least two guys from each of those factions. It doesn't have to make sense to have Pac and Penta in there, so I would say mm-hmm. Malachi Black. And then for the fourth guy, this is going to be a fatal four-way at Forbidden Door. Give me Minoru fucking Suzuki in this makes match. Makes sense. Because that, be, that would be an insane fatal four-way with those four guys. Can you imagine Miro, Pac, Malachi Black, and fucking Minoru Suzuki. It is. It's like dinosaurs. It's like Jurassic Park. It's going to be like a bunch of fucking raptors going at it, yeah. beating the absolute crap out of each other. So that's what I want to see. And so, I think regardless, you're going to get an awesome Fatal 4 rematch, regardless agreed. of how, what you think of the name of the title or the fact that they don't need any more belts or any of this kind of stuff. I think this match at Forbidden Door is going to be awesome. Yeah, basically, like, 
what tipped my hand to that thinking of my that way of thinking is when I saw the bracket and I saw the two new Japan wrestlers, I'm like, okay, so I can kind of see that. And then another thing, I don't think this is going to be a full time AEW championship if they do go that route because if it's going to be defended in New Japan or whatever, it's going to be their part time as well. So, I mean, yes, we got a new yeah. title, but we're not going to see it all the time. Like you do the TNT title or the TBS title, it's going to be a part time one for the international feuds. Yeah, and that's it's a great idea to sort of maybe move it around a bit because like mm. that guy like Andrade or Roosh, let's say yeah. they come in there, they win this title, then they bring it to AAA, and we have a bunch of matches there. So yeah. there's a or, lot of possibilities here. It's not you know he goes and wrestles in the in, in the, yeah. in the That's another another person. Uh, Brian Danielson said he wants to go to New Japan and wrestle. Give him the title. You know, like there's a. A lot of people are reactionary instead of saying, yeah. okay, let's look, see where this goes. Because that's where I'm looking at it. Okay, I see this, I see this. Let's see where this goes. Give yeah, it, give or, or a lot of people are introduced to something new or just just something happens. Yeah. And the first thing that people do is they find the things about it to complain about. Of course. And that's, that's all you hear is the complaints and the negativity. Mm. But I think it's good to sort of try to keep a balanced perspective on this. Let's look at... Okay, we'll talk about what we don't like about it, but we'll talk about what the positives could potentially come of it. Because let's be honest, the TNT title right now is kind of in a shitty situation. Yeah. The AEW title's not in the best situation. So maybe we need some some kind of prestigious the sort of belt title here. Is like, really the Thunder Rosa stuff is, hasn't really been working. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jay Cargill's been great, but that's like yeah. a TBS. Th- I don't know, man. I just, I, I, I definitely feel like there are possibilities. So this, yeah, give me Nero as a champion. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome, yeah. right there. Like saying, but um, like the perfect example of what we were just talking about. Like, yeah, I'm I'm guilty of it. Is Gunther? Like, remember how we all shit on it? Like, why, 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 why? But now, if you, you're looking at he's the new Intercontinental Champion, and it sounds like everybody, including this, yeah, event, they, they haven't given given that belt shit for. They years, haven't. So. But I think I, mean, I think this might be maybe, exception. I think it's this a, might be it's a chance to. Like, yeah. look what you got there, Vince. Like, just do something with it, man. Like, I hope, but it's if WWE, so I don't know. If you're as high on them as they say, as you hear, then yeah, it's uh, the next guy. Let's hope so. Let's hope so, because that guy deserves it. But uh, Vermont, like, just pay, you got to be patient, guys. Like, you know, oh, they should just announce its intent already. Give it time. Like, they literally just announced this thing. You guys are just so quick to just be like, ah, no, 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 guy. Like, give it all at once. Like, no, calm down, take a breath. Yeah. Like, you give these things time to breathe. You don't need everything all at once. Like, it's unfortunate. Sorry, that's, just, that's kind of what we've been conditioned to because, I mean, I'm going to use this as an example. Yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi and Stranger Things. Stranger Things dropped all part one on one day, whereas Obi-Wan Kenobi is, is, is weekly. And then, weekly, you know, you know what? And, and, and you some... can't please anybody. You can't please anybody, right. Soda, because this is what happened. Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out. Oh, it's it's really great, but I would much rather binge it as a, as a full, like, movie. Stranger yeah. Things. Oh, they really need to split it out weekly because the episodes are too long. Like you, you, nobody's ever going to be happy. There's always going to be people on the internet yelling and screaming and complaining. Like the only the only complaint I had for Stranger Things is when I was done. Part ah. one, just given the other two episodes, I want to finish it now. <laughs> it was, <laughs> yeah. It's really good. Season four is pretty damn good. Yeah, I haven't gotten a chance to to watch. Favorite is still but... season three, but in terms of like overall quality, season four is the best. Oh my God, people! You just need yeah. to like, chill out. Yeah. Um, all right, let's hold <laughs> your horses. <laughs> yeah, chill out, people. I know myself included. I'm getting all worked up over here. Um, but um, 
There would have, you yeah, know what? There would have been a time where I would have been like that, but then I, then I, at the long and short of it, it's just I realized that, yeah, none of this fucking matters. Like, just yeah. enjoy. Yeah, it's rich pro wrestling. It's like, why enjoy do you only have to get so worked up over it? Like, yeah, how many times have, they, have companies done something that we thought was stupid and ended up turning out? Yeah, that too. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, uh, we did have an, another big deal happen. This was, I think, one of the bigger news stories to come out of this week's episode of Dynamite, and that was the debut of Will Ospreay. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm, I just had everybody was blowing my shit up talking about this when I didn't get a chance to watch Dynamite Live this week, but... Uh, I, I get it. It's a big deal. Um, but I think, like, now, now sort of looking back at it, I still I don't understand, like, even in AEW, uh, and, and we can talk about, like, like these in chunks today, but, like, that I love this match with, with Will Ospreay and um, Ozzy Open taking on best friend, uh, mm-hmm. one-third of best friends with Trent and then FTR, which I thought was just an amazing match. But the booking still, like, why is Osprey's group constantly losing? Like, both in New Japan and in AEW, they're supposed to be established as okay. Now I'm, I'm now I'm guilty of complaining about everything. But this is one thing where it's like, yeah, I, I, Will Osprey such a should be this massive deal, and to have his team lose the match, it kind of it doesn't do a lot. That, but again, maybe they have plans for Osprey for the U.S. title. He'll beat Juice Robinson. He'll have a decisive win over somebody from Aiden. Maybe Trent. Maybe it'll be Osprey versus yeah. Trent um, at Forbidden Door. That would be a good match. Um, but uh, yeah. So um, right. But 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 here's Osprey, the thing: you, you watch the, you watch New Japan. So of course you're privy to uh, the amount of time. yeah. Someone like me, it, yeah, it wasn't going to care as much. It wasn't Will Osprey that took the pinfall. So to me, it doesn't hurt. No, his credit. no. It was. Um, was it uh, Fletcher, Kyle Fletcher, yeah. uh, who, um, by the way, I met Kyle Fletcher at oh. our, our WrestleCon a few years ago, and um, he uh, he's like a, just a, such a super nice kid, and it didn't realize it, but like he, I think he was only like 19 or 20 at the time that I met him. Like this kid is super super young. I think he's 22 or 23. When you right hear now, that, so. make you think, wonder, did I waste my life? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, <laughs> this kid's on national television. Uh, yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's it's funny because like back then when I met him, he was just a kid and he was like yeah. an absolute twig. I mean, this guy had not no meat on the bones whatsoever. But he was he's still like pretty tall. And uh, the other guy, Mark Davis, definitely had a lot more weight on him as well. Like he was he was a little bit more thicker. And and as of now, like this year, like the last couple of years, these guys have just been tearing it up on the indies and on like Rev Pro and everything as a tag team and Aussie Open. And they're both like fucking jacked now, which is just so it's just so kind of funny to see like only a few years later, like uh, he definitely hit his sort of uh, adult body, you know, uh, Kyle Fletcher and Mark Mm -hmm. Davis, like Mark Davis slimmed down and he got all kind of jacked. So like both these guys are super jacked now. And uh, that's just just kind of cool to see, you know. But um, yeah, I know. I know, Ryan, give it time. I I will give it this one time because, again, Maybe they have big plans for Osprey for the door. I would be shocked if they didn't, because again, he's one of the top stars in New Japan, or he's supposed to be. Anyway, but um, yeah, yeah I'm, gonna, a, I'm gonna. I can't believe I'm quoting Bruce Pritchard here, but just let the storyline breathe. <laughs> just let it breathe. Let it breathe. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Vermont Mike doesn't like Tony Khan's hair. He's gonna complain about that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he, he, as much as he may may complain about uh, Tony Khan, it's not, nothing to your uh, your boy uh, Dustin there. Oh my uh, god. 
I'm, I'm surprised he hasn't been blocked by him yet because he's already been blocked yeah. by Sap and Dave Meltzer. Dave Meltzer wow. was so dumb. Was so dumb. That's that speaks more about Dave though. Yeah, it does. It, yeah. Meltzer likes to block people for for very yeah. silly reasons. So. Yeah. Uh, 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 but yeah, anyway, um, let's uh, sort of move on here and talk about some of the other stuff we had on the show. Uh, speaking of New Japan, we had Hangman Page against David Finley, the son oh, yeah. of Pitt Finley, and I, again, a very, very good, a very, very good pro wrestling match. And yeah. the big news here coming out of this one is Hangman Page challenging for not for the AW title, but for the uh, IWGP title. So the winner of Okada and Jay White most likely defending the title against Hangman Adam Page at Forbidden Door. So yeah. very, very exciting there. And, of course, you had uh, Adam Cole involved. I have this feeling because we have this pay-per-view coming up, uh, and we can do a preview of the card here later in the show, but uh, New Japan Dominion, which is going to be tomorrow, uh, it actually starts at like 1 a.m. Eastern. So I might actually get a chance to watch some of this before I, I go to bed tonight. Uh, on New Japan World, so njpwworld.com is where you can watch it. But it's uh, it, it's this the big match, the big main event is Switchblade Jay White taking on Tsuchika Okada. Kind of the champ for a bit, so I mean, maybe Jay White, maybe it's Jay White and Adam Page. That kind of makes. Could you imagine if it's a New Japan wrestler winning the A Intern AEW champion and then Hangman wins the IWGP Heavyweight Title? That's not going to happen. Hangman Page is not winning the IWGP Title. However, that that would be a crazy thing to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, so so definitely keep your eye on that one. But um, I, I thought this was a great match and very very exciting. I mean, that that was penciled in for Forbidden Door a few weeks ago was Page versus Okada. But uh, I think that the the report was that that wasn't necessarily set in stone. So I wouldn't totally be shocked if Jay White wins. However, it would be kind of surprising to not have Okada on this Forbidden yeah. Door show. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So think- he's one of their he's one of their top stars. He'd be crazy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but uh, then we had Wardlow uh, being set up to take on all of Mark Sterling's guys in a 20-on-1 <laughs> handicap match next week. 20-on-1 elimination match, so he has to eliminate 20 guys. So, I, man, I, you know, I love me a good handicap match when it's something like this. A giant guy just murdering a whole bunch of, of smaller dudes. So I am actually quite looking forward to this one. It's just some silly good, like, old-school WCW era fun. What I love is the is the thumbnail because how they, they have the plaintiffs versus Wardlow. Yeah, plaintiffs versus Wardlow. <laughs> 20 on 1 class action handicap elimination match. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Too funny. Too funny. Oh I love um, Wardlow is pretty yeah. good on the mic. He mic. is. He is. He's getting better at his promos, you know, and, uh, and you know I, I, I am. He's got great people to learn from for the mic. For the mic. Yes. Yes, he does. And uh, I got to I gotta give credit to Mike Sempervivi on this one. I think he was the first one I heard that pitched the, this idea of potentially Wardlow uh, getting that TNT title and, and going on a run with yeah. it on Wrestling Observer Live a couple weeks ago. So shout out to Mike Sempervivi if you're watching this. Uh, Good job on that one. Yeah, and but, I do um, like that they give a reason for Wardlow to not be in the battle royal. I want to wait. Yeah, I want to win, which is but it was like Wardlow, you could have won the interim and still done that. But whatever. I like that too. That was another thing I heard a lot of people complaining about, but I thought that made a lot of sense. So, yeah. um, Wardlow going after the TNT title. I think he's going to absolute murder Scorpio Sky probably in a couple weeks. 
uh, whenever they do that match. And uh, yeah, I'm be I would be excited to see a Wardlow TNT title run. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Yeah. And still no mention of MJF on any of these shows. They were like, oh, oh Wardlow's uh, probably feeling pretty good after they kind of like stopped and it was like, yeah. yeah. Oh, after what? Why? Why is he so happy? Why is he feeling so good? What happened mm. two weeks ago? Mm, you tell me. Yeah, I don't know. I can't really remember. Uh, so but anyway. Here's, here's the thing, because they've taken MJ off, off the roster page. They've taken his merchandise down. Now, what they've was taken the, him out the intro. Yeah. What was he said? What was it that he said? He was going to do during his promo. He's going to show up to make Tony life's life, Tony Khan's life, a living hell. Which means he's crashing Forbidden Door. Oh yeah, he hates New Japan. He's going to crash. I kind of thought about that too. Uh, like, um, I I don't think they're going to go this way with it, but I think he he's going to crash Forbidden Door in some sense. But my my fantasy booking idea that, uh, or not mine, but like me and Tyler and myself came up with a little bit was that he would come out, he would like. Hijack the show. He would come out with a mic and he would sit there and he said, "I'm not, and I am uh, crashing the show. I'm not letting any anything else happen from here here on out. This is now my show and all this yeah. stuff." And then that out uh, comes Katsuyori Shibata, and they he absolutely beats the shit out of MJF. But oh. I don't think they're going to do that. I think that's a, oh. a great idea. But I think you're you might not be told too far off. I. I think like that it's more likely that MGF will not show up for a while, for like Ooh. a few months. There's some know. reports that he might be doing some acting thing. So, which is fair. Which is fair. But I mean, even then, he can still take a break from acting and fly over the door because I mean, it it just it's a perfect storm. You have got this storyline. Yeah. You got this in big pay per view, which is also in the hometown of his biggest rival so far. Yeah. It just. We'll see, man. We'll see. It, um, okay, so, so then we... Case, I feel like Charlie Day in that one episode of It's Always... Yeah, where you're, like, trying, trying to draw... He's trying to find Pepe Sylvia. That's how I feel trying to connect the dots some days. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with MJF. It's like, who, who the yeah. hell knows? Yeah, um, which I, I just love, by the way. I love that nobody knows. Nobody knows. Yeah. Um, let's quickly talk about this segment backstage. We had Christian sort of not clearing this with anybody. I mean, they're, they're it's so blatant what they're doing here with Christian. He's obviously oh, yeah. on these guys, but um, setting up this ladder match with the young bucks and with the Hardys with, after all the news that's just come out about Jeff Hardy recently, who just seemingly is just in awful, mm-hmm. awful shape. I am kind of shocked that they're putting him right back out there in a ladder match. And I'm Where's like, FDR? Jeff, are you trying to kill, kill yourself here, man? Like, I just really hope that, there's not some massive, horrible injury to Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Like, oh, I just, I, I really am worried about this. And God forbid they give the Hardys the titles right now. Like, please, just if if you're gonna have a title change, have it be the Bucks. The Bucks as champs again is would be great. Uh, then you could have them lose to FTR. That would make yeah. a lot of sense. So, um, that's what I would do. Have the Bucks win this. Have the Christian turn, but man, I'm really, really scared for Jeff. I'm yeah. terrified for poor Jeff Hardy. Me too, but I think this is his last run, so he's going to give it his all. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, Why I'm is FTR of... competing for the titles? Because they're probably going to be defending the ROH titles at Forbidden Door against uh, the Great O'Connor. But it's funny because they've been number one ranked for six straight weeks. They have, <laughs> they have, on... so they should, they should get a Hardy's shot at some point. Number three for the last two. And in that same span, the young box weren't even on the list for most of it. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. We'll see. Um, yeah, but, anyway, who cares? Uh, we're getting great. We're gonna get a great match. We're gonna get a we great are. match. We're we're gonna get a good match. I just really yeah. terrified for Torchy yeah, Party. Also, but, shout out to Jungle Boy when when Christian said it's a ladder match. He's like, what? Yeah. All right, let's talk about this. We had Thunder Rosa challenged earlier by Marina Shafir in a title match here, and and look, uh, the match wasn't like the greatest match in the world. There wasn't a lot of heat behind it. But again, this is one of those things, I think because it's the women's division and because of how Thunder Rosa's been booked recently, all I heard from people online, especially these old men critics, was burial after burial of this match saying how awful it was. And I'm sorry, but I don't think it was that bad. I think it was just fine. Uh, I kind of feel bad for Marina Shafir because she just has, she comes out, there's no reaction whatsoever. I feel bad for Thunder Rosa, but I think that they did the best they could to try to have a good match. Mm-hmm. And there, it was messy at times, and, but I didn't think it was like this awful piece of trash disaster, minus five-star kind of thing that that uh, your Dave Meltzer's and your Brian Alvarez's uh, come out with. But look, uh, I, I'm sorry. If you guys are if you guys over there at the Wrestling Observer listening to the show, I, I don't mean you guys any offense, but I, I just, I'm just disagreeing with you. That, that's all I'm doing here, yeah. really. Um, I, I don't want to like bury you guys, but I'm just, I just, I guess I'm viewing it from a different perspective. I didn't mind this. Hey, I'm not, a, I'm not, Marina Shafir doesn't do it for me. I mean, that's, I, she I doesn't, mean, doesn't do it for a lot of people. I mean, and it's what was weird about this was this was the match they gave Thunder Rosa after the reports that came out this weekend that she was unhappy with her booking, which why wouldn't she be? Yeah. Uh, and people are like, oh, Maria Shafir didn't do it. She was number five ranked. I think technically if you're in the top five, you can get a title shot at any time. Isn't that how it goes? Yeah. Yeah. So so technically, yes, she deserved it. But um, yeah, it was just, it was just, it was a match. Like it was good. It was, it was good. It wasn't bad. Like it, it mean, wasn't it, bad. That's, it that's the point I'm making. It did, it had to do, it did what it had to do. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't much more you could get out of a match. Yeah. That's just the thing. Yeah, because Marina uh, Shafir is still relatively she I wouldn't say she's green, but I mean she still doesn't have that that, that much experience. Like she's only been around right, for a right. Years, right. Yeah, and again I think she's still at the beginning of her of her title run here. So like people yeah. I you know, I, I get that she's been unhappy with the booking. Like it has not been very good, no. but I, I think yeah, bad writing as Mike here is saying or, or whatever it might be. It's just not not something that's really been focused. I really, on. at the end of the it's day, think Tony Khan is taking on too much. I do think they yeah. have some things over. Like, yeah, he should still be the guy that that's, you know that gives the go ahead. But I mean, maybe you should I, I, let Serena these. Deeb do some yeah. of the booking, or or bring in somebody like Maria Kanellis. So I think now is like kind of a co-owner of Impact Wrestling. So I think or, that he's sort of missed the mark on bringing her in. But Justin. Dustin is working with the women. He's Dustin very Rhodes, sure. He would be a candidate. Yeah, I think that there's when you have somebody like Tony Khan trying to do as much as he tries to do, yeah. there's going to be some stuff that's an afterthought. And unfortunately, Thunder Rose has been kind of an afterthought, and it's really just a shame. Yeah. And I hope that they they do some sort of improvement because I, I you know I think that there's a lot of people that are uh, obviously much more harsher than we are about this. Yeah, on the internet, and maybe he'll listen to some of the criticism, and maybe some of the more constructive criticism, not so much the burials, and just be like, "All right, maybe maybe we'll I'll have somebody else come in there and try to try to do some more of the booking on this." So. It's like WWE; it's not the matches; it's everything that's around the matches. Yeah, no. 
Um, but uh, okay, so let's move on. We already talked about the uh, main event, so yeah. we'll talk about Rampage, which kicked off which with uh, a surprisingly fun match, I thought, mm-hmm. between Eddie Kingston and Jake Hager. Uh, you see this match on paper, you don't expect much. I mean, Eddie Kingston's great, but Hager, you know, it's, he's a real hit or miss. And I thought this was a really, really fun opening. He's hit and miss, but they play to his strengths here because he's not he's yes. a brawler. And you put him against Eddie Kingston, you're that's just yeah. the match. You're going to get a brawl. You're going to get two guys yeah. beating the crap out of each other. And that's all I wanted this match to be. And this is, that was all the match was. And I was really, really happy with it for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we also had Jay Lethal in the debuting Satnam Singh, the in-ring debut at least. I mean, we've seen, mm-hmm. we've seen this guy murder everybody from Jonathan Gresham to uh, the boys to, you know, uh, Dalton Castle, all these guys he's just torn through. Uh, recently, and uh, these poor, poor two jobbers here. Um, I think the standout moment of this match, that fucking crossbody, yeah. man, that was something else. Yeah, and and then him holding the two guys so Lethal could hit the lethal injection. I was like, that okay, was that, cool. That's, that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, you know, it, I, I, horrible debut? Yes. Great in-ring debut. Great in-ring on. debut, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, I, I got to echo, I think it was Jim Valley earlier, I was listening to him, uh, his he does a great job hosting Wrestling Observer Live, by the way, on Saturdays. Yeah. Uh, it's at a weird time. It's at, like, um, uh, I think uh, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1, 8, 1 p.m. Eastern. Did I do that right? Yes. Uh, so 10 a.m. PT on Saturdays, uh, Jim Valley does Wrestling Observer Live, and he usually streams it on his YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had a, a great point that he's like, I'm not going to cash my chips in right away, but I think they might actually have something here with the Satnam Singh guy. Because Agreed. already, just after a few spots, already looks better than the great Collie. Already looks better than all. Well, the great Collie didn't exactly put a high bar, even though he's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, but just like in in just the few spots that we've seen him, mm-hmm. uh, I think they they might have something here. I mean, as we said, terrible debut, but this guy could potentially be that big like Indian yeah. superstar I, that they're that they're looking for in pro wrestling. Think you know, the days of where we're gonna get those really bad big guys like a Giant Gonzalez, like um. Uh, like, Great Collie. Uh, Great Collie and stuff like that. I think that era is over because a lot of those guys are better trained, better uh, better mobility. Um, they can go. So I think we're kind of done with those days for the most part. So it's nice to see that Satnam Singh is ushering that in. Because, yeah, guys that size should not be doing a crossbody. Hell, you ever see footage of, of um, the big show when he was in WCW throwing a missile dropkick? Yeah, it's like, oh. Yeah, you know, yeah. It's like, don't do that. <laughs> don't do No, you're not physically capable of doing that move. Uh, yeah. Well, no, because he does. was. It's just they're like, it's going to ruin everything for you. Yeah, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> yeah. In the long run, they were right. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, interesting. I, I think he might actually be pretty good. Uh, 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 you know, well, he's got to get a few more matches under his belt, obviously. But uh, just the yeah. initial thoughts on him. I, I really, really like what yeah. I've seen so far. Oh, solid debut. He did what he needed to do. Good on him. Yeah. Um, but then we had what I thought was a really great match in the women's division. Hey! Look at me putting it over here, everybody. Chris Statlander taking on Red Velvet. You know? They, Red Velvet's one of those wrestlers that many, many people shit on on the internet. And I thought that this was one of her best matches ever, much, period, on much, Dynamite. Much better as a heel. Much, much better as a heel. 
And I think she's improved leaps and bounds in ring over the last few months. And I think a lot of that has to do with giving them regular matches on dark. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of that has to do with them having these like tournament matches. And I thought this Chris Statlander red velvet match was really, really great. It was one of the best women's matches I've seen, I think on AEW TV in a while. I thought it was yeah. just a, a really, really excellent pro wrestling match. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you like this. Um, yeah, you can tell that they both come a long way, and 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 that Red Velvet is thriving under in the baddies group, and that with this new change in characters, Chris Land Statlander is also thriving. I actually, li- I like where they're going with yeah. Statlander, yeah, as Mike here saying, she's yeah. terrific, better than I've I've ever seen her. Yeah, I think that this is like the best that she's looked in ring yeah, so far because they take off those bells. Now she has yeah. to wrestle. And she's not just, like, doing the alien gimmick anymore. She's yeah. like just going in, in there as, like, uh, you know, jacked lady beating yeah. the shit out of you. Like, that's what that's what you want to see. So, um, yeah, good stuff there for sure. Uh, and, and I'm sure I think that the ideas they're going to set up her and um, Jade Cargill again at some point. I think we've seen that match, but I, they could definitely yeah, run it back. Did, in the early days of her, uh, I think it was in the early days of the PBS Tower Run. Or yeah, was it, it yeah. was going up t- to the TBS title, but yes, they have wrestled before. Um, so I think they'll do that match, but I think the match that they'll eventually get to will be Athena. And I think uh, Athena, again, might be the one to beat Jade. I don't know, man. I like to, I'm like. loving the Jade Cargill run and what they've done with her recently, but I, I don't know. I think, like, why else would you bring in Athena if not to have her potentially win this and They're booking her to be the first true potential threat because look when she pinned... Oh, who was it she wrestled? Was it Kira Hogan last week? Yes, which was yeah. another great match. I which thought. was a great match, but it's yeah. just reaction after Athena won where she's just like, oh, shit, oh, uh-oh. shit. Oh, like, because the, the first time you saw her, like, uh-oh. Because uh, uh. Yeah. Like, everybody else, she's just run through everybody, 32-0 yeah. and 0 or whatever it is. And now she's like, oh, okay, finally somebody that's, like, a credible threat yeah. to Jade. And that's that's what I'm really, really happy. I have no I'm idea. so glad they brought in Athena. I knew Athena was a veteran. I didn't realize she was a 16-year veteran. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, right? Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Adelia's saying out here she wants to see Chris Satlander have a belt at some point soon as she well. Will. I she absolutely will. think she's worthy of it, and she will. Um, um, when that is, I'm not sure. You might, still might not have to wait like another year or something. Yeah, but I could see her. Uh, I could actually see her having a run with the main women's uh, belt. Really? But yeah, potentially. But yeah, TBS title would be great as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I think she's worthy of being being champ for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's move on. We already sort of talked about the the main event with Will Osprey. Um, so let's kind of segue that into uh, this preview. We have this big, big New Japan show coming up tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. As as I mentioned earlier in the show, it's going to be on a little bit earlier, I think, because it's a it's a long show with a big card. Um, but it'll be on at uh, 11 p.m. Is that right? No, 10 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Pacific, 1 a.m. Eastern, oh, NJPWWorld.com, <laughs> NJPWWorld.com. I think I probably will watch some of it and then finish the yeah. rest of it tomorrow, depending on a, what what else else is going on tonight. Yeah. I'll still be um, at D&E, so that I wouldn't even get a chance to watch it anyway. Yeah, I so, like. yeah, so tomorrow tomorrow morning for you, potentially there. But uh, the, well, I will run down the card here. We have, uh, speaking of Will Osprey's group, we have uh, Aaron Hanare, who you just saw ringside uh, on Rampage. 
with TJP, which you were talking about, and uh, the newest addition to the group, Francesco Akira, who just had a great showing in the Best of Super Juniors. They'll be taking on uh, Rusuke Kitsuguchi, Master Wato, and Harishi Tenzon, so that could be a fun opening match there. Then you have the Bullet Club team of Taiji Ishimori, El Phantasmo, and the newest Bullet Club member, Ace Austin, taking on uh, Los Ingobernables de Japón, the team of Hiromu Takahashi, Tetsuya Naito, and Bushi. Wouldn't be surprised at all if you see some of those guys at Forbidden Door, Boy. especially Naito, because Naito has history with uh, with Rouge and Andrade, so a potential oh, really? uh, reunion of those three could be something that we see at Forbidden Door. That would be really interesting, especially oh, okay. if uh, Rouge and Andrade team up again. So, um, yes, Tranquilo, everybody, Tranquilo. Let's hope, hope for that. We'll have... Toru Yano taking on Doc Gallows in potentially what could be worst match of the year contender. Uh, a lot of people speculating this could be just absolutely awful. So maybe one you could skip there. Um, then we have the Never Open Land six-man titles on the line. Yes, I love, have, Hold on. I just love that name, the Never Open. <laughs> the Never Open Weight title. New yeah. Japan, if, you, if, you know, if you're complaining about this new belt that AEW introduces, nothing compared to what New Japan has, man. They have so many freaking belts. Uh-huh. So it's the uh, again the it's the weird Bullet Club team. You have Bullet Club, then you have this just bizarre offshoot of called House of Torture, which these guys really need to go. Jay White needs to get rid of these guys at some point. But it's a team of evil. Uh, I cannot I cannot explain the House of Torture. We would go be going for another hour. Just look it up. Look up House of Torture and and the the evil shit. It's 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 probably the worst thing that's happening in New Japan right now, in book in terms of booking wise, but. Um, so you got that team of Evil Show uh, and the Tokyo Pimp Yujiro Takahashi taking on Suzuki Goon's team of Zack Sabre Jr., Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and El Desperado. So that could that match will probably have a lot of bullshit interference and shenanigans involved there. Um, another one you might uh, might want to skip. But then we have the the other tag titles on the line, the IWGP tag titles. I see Chase Dick Owens. Togo. Dick Togo is a member. I like that. Dick, to- Dick Togo is their manager. He's really, and, really obnoxious. They formed on my birthday last year, so I like them. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm you, kidding. You might not I, like them if you actually watch them. No, so. I'm kidding. Yeah, All right, keep that in mind. Then we have the. It's nice to see Dick Togo is still wrestling. Yes. Um, you have the this next match. It's for the IWGP Tag Titles. Uh, the. Another Bullet Club team as champs, Chase Owens and Bad Luck Fale, uh, who actually pinned, I believe they pinned Hiroki Goto uh, in the last match. So they didn't even pin the former champions who are trying to win their belts back. And these are guys that you saw in Rampage last week, or sorry, Dynamite last week. Great mm-hmm. O'Connor and Jeff Cobb, also of Will Ospreay's United Empire group. I wouldn't be surprised if they win their belts back and then do something with them at Forbidden Door. So that's probably who I will pick in that match. Um, you also have Hiroki Goto taking on Hiroshi Tanahashi in this AEW Interim Championship match. Uh, and this is obviously going to be Tanahashi. There's no point in, in yeah. the world to have Goto. We talked about this last week. Very odd that they're making uh, Tanahashi wrestle this match. He should just probably just be in the match. But uh, it is whatever. Uh, we also have the KOPW 2022 championship match. Shingo Takagi defending against Taichi. And I believe the match rules are that you have to get 10 pinfalls. The first to 10 pinfalls wins the match. So this is uh, uh, the, kind of a bizarro rules title that's been 
the wrestling like horse. It's very, very weird. It's this odd title that everybody hates. All the wrestling fans that watch the show hate this stupid fucking trophy that uh, uh, I think it was actually Okada's idea, which is bizarre, but uh, it's kind of been Yano's trophy for a while, and you know the hate that Yano gets. So um, mm. We also have the IWGP Never Open Weight title on the line, just the Never Open Weight title, uh, which is currently being held by Tama Tonga. Uh, another one of Haku's uh, sons, uh, who's been recently kicked out of the Bullet Club, so there's definitely some story oh, yeah. there. Taking on, uh, taking on Carl Anderson of the Bullet Club. So I, uh, this one should be interesting. Probably some Bullet Club shenanigans. It wouldn't surprise me if Carl Anderson wins the title, um, but I could also see Tom Tonga retaining there. Uh, and then we have that, that uh, Sonata against Will Ospreay match for the U.S. title. We already talked about that one. And then the main event of Switchblade Jay White taking on Kazuchika Okada for the IWGP uh, match, where I wouldn't be surprised if uh, whoever wins this match, whether it's Jay White or Okada, is cut this promo, and then you hear that music. Out comes Cowboy Shit himself, Hangman Page, to make the official challenge and stare down as the show goes off the air. Uh, I think that would be a great way to sort of build towards Forbidden Door. Mm. Uh, yeah, so there you go, everybody. I, I would be surprised if that happens though, because we have the crossover with a- New Japan over at AEW. Only makes sense for it to have AEW. Um, yeah, AEW presence at this big yeah. New Japan pay per view. AEW just had theirs. There was because if they of... what's the point? Right, right. So, um, yeah, absolutely. One to watch tonight. Uh, New Japan Dominion uh, definitely going to be a fun show with a pretty solid looking card. As I said, a few matches that you might be able to skip there, but uh, overall looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. So looking for that forward to that for sure. But let's wrap up here, Soda, with our match and moment of the week. And uh, I, I have a feeling we're probably going to have the same match of the week. Uh, I, I will give a an honorable mention to that triple threat, that triple threat uh, between uh, Becky Bianca and Asuka. Uh, but I think that uh, I think maybe even match and moment of the week has got to go to Cody Rhodes and the torn pack wrestling inside Hell in a Cell yes. against Seth Rollins. Uh, it's it's tough to argue against this one. You're right. It is both of them, but for the moment, it's specifically when he took off his jacket because I'll, I'll never forget yes. that reaction because the crowd was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you just hear the life just sucked out of the arena. And it still took about three minutes-ish for them to get back into the match. Yeah, it did. Once they realized, oh, okay, they're actually going through it. There's not going to be any stupid, dumb finish like there has been in Hell in the Cell Pass. That's what I was worried about. Um, There were some rumors that there were plans to open the door to the Hell in a Cell at one point that uh, thankfully got scrapped. Thank fucking God. Vince changed his mind last minute on this one for the better because you never know with that guy which way he's going to go. But, man, I am so glad not only that they not opened the door, that there wasn't a stupid dumb finish where mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes uses the hammer and gets DQ'd for some reason. When did so, so when did they change the rule that you could now use a hammer inside Hell in a Cell again? Right? 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 I think it was at the moment where Seth Rollins came back and glared at him. So, man, I think that's when it yeah. changed. Um, yeah. And also, and, kudos, they finally paid off the pedigree spot. They did, yes! They did. Cody yeah. Rhodes hit the pedigree. Yeah. Uh, not to beat Hangman Page and turn heel for the AEW title like some people have predicted. Uh, I'm sorry, that was, that was me. 
Um, but uh, it was also Trey Keeler plug. But yeah, I don't know if you. Look, if you it saw, happens, man. It's wrestling. I don't know if you saw one of my uh, one of my retweets, but it's just like uh, from WWE Creative Ish Humor. I don't know if you follow them. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it's fucking hilarious. But and one of them was just like, "Hey, looks like uh, what was it like uh, Cody finally has his dad's watch or something like that." Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, uh, Swift recovery vibes to Cody Rhodes, man. This this guy, like, look, the shit that he goes through, puts himself through for our entertainment, like, thank God, again, like, I think the biggest thing to thank the wrestling gods for here on this one is that Cody Rhodes did not do a crazy-ass spot from the top of the hell of a cell. Yeah. Thank and, fucking God. But, on the flip side, did anyone else have a Texas bull rope match breaking out in the middle of the hell of a cell? In the middle of the hell of a cell? That was so yeah. awesome! <laughs> that's what put the match over the edge for me, for sure. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, a bull road, road match inside of the fucking wrestling inception going on here. But yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that spot. Yeah, very wild. Definitely. Um, Soda, a fun show as always here today. Uh, anything else you would like to plug before we get out of here? No, not much. Just uh, it's Actually, tonight you'll see me over on Taco's channel. Uh, something to talk about. I'll be on their Geek Gauntlet for the God version. So definitely check that out. Six o'clock Pacific. Very nice. And... On the underscore Saxman Twitter and Instagram, but you know, you yes, know of course, all, all the Twitter handles, and you can find me uh, on Twitter at DaganSB at D A G A N S B. And uh, let's see, any given Schmo Day tomorrow. Uh, you know, we had a lot of people watching the show might not know where the Schmodown is, but I think some that do as well. Um, we're gonna have a very, very fun show. Myself and Corey Cameron will be back. Uh, it's been a few weeks since the two of us have been able to do the show together because of scheduling and summer vacations and all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, but the two of us are going to be there. We're going to be talking with Amaru Moses. Uh, he'll be on the show, and so you'll be able to call in and, and ask him a question as well if you want. So definitely look forward to that, and uh, look forward to the future of the show, man. We might have a, a, a fun, exciting announcement here uh, coming up in the next couple weeks about the weeks about the future of the show. Don't worry, we're not going anywhere, um, but uh, we, we might have a, a, a change or two in the works. So uh, keep an eye on Again, we might have a fresh pink of coat. <laughs> mm, I like that. I like that. Um, but yeah, everybody, uh, thanks for watching as as always and supporting us here on the Let's Get Ready Network. Uh, very, very important to subscribe. Look, I'm I'm gonna try out a new thing here because we've been uh, we're trying to get over that 750. We're at over the 750 subscriber mark, but we really, really want to keep that going. So I'm gonna I'm gonna try something here. If you know somebody that loves professional wrestling, do me a favor and suggest the Let's Get Ready Network to your friend. Any mm -hmm. friend. It could be anybody that you know that's a wrestling fan that you don't think maybe uh, knows about us or watches the show. Tell them to subscribe to the Let's Get Ready Network. This is a new thing I'm trying out. One friend. That's that's all I ask you guys. Uh, a very, very important request. Just please have one friend that you, you think may not know about us and just say, hey, look, subscribe to the Let's Get Ready Network because they got a lot of fun stuff over there. Not just wrestling content, but movies, TV, games, uh, obviously Schmodown, all that good stuff as well. Um, but uh, definitely do that. Let's get that subscriber count uh, back on the tracks and back up again. And uh, a lot of fun stuff to look forward to here on this channel. But, uh, yeah, we will be back next week, everybody. Uh, and uh, thanks so much again, everybody that uh, chimes in the chat with your comments and all that good stuff. Um, we really, really appreciate it. So, Soda, uh, until I'm sure the next uh, bit of massive breaking news story happens here in probably the next uh, 20 minutes or so. Yeah, probably. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll be in touch, and I will uh, see you all next week. Bye. Cheers, everybody.